Hello and welcome to Multilingual Love, a podcast about multilingual couples hosted by me, Flo de Schlichting. This week, I'm joined by Valerian Rees, who will be chatting about miscommunications, hybrid English and linguistic schizophrenia. Thanks for all the support for Multilingual Love so far. Please keep spreading the word online and drop us a comment or message if what we talked about resonates with you. We'd love to hear from you and feature your story in a future episode. And now over to this week's guests. So my name is Valeria. I'm Italian. I'm from Rome. And... I live in the UK since 2016 and I can speak Italian, Spanish and English. My name is Rhys. I'm from London and I speak English, um, Spanish and a little, little bit of Italian. And where did you meet? We went to Manchester to study. We started our course in visual anthropology in September 2016. The very first months of the, the course, so we didn't talk to each other. My English was really bad, so I basically just interacted <laughs> just <like> with <laughs> people who could speak either Italian or Spanish. That is the other language I can speak. By the end of the first semester... It should have been like November, I think. We had our first chat and I found out that Reese could speak Spanish because uh, we both lived in Mexico actually at the same time. And that was like how we first connected because it was like uh, we found out that we had this common passion for Mexico that uh, I could speak to him actually. I think you were just happy to have someone else to talk to you because <laughs> there weren't that many Italian or Spanish uh, speakers on our, on our course. I think there was like one person who spoke Italian and two Spanish speakers. Yeah, so, that's true. So apart from those are kind of the people you spoke to. Yeah, that was like a really good point to connect. Yeah. And so we decided to get into this project together. Ooh. Yeah. And, that, and the group project has lasted five years. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I asked you because nobody wanted to work with me. So at the end I asked you and he said yes. And then... <laughs> No one wanted to work with me either. <laughs> so it's not even that we really chose. It was more like, hey, we're losers. Should we be losers? No, I'm joking. I didn't, know. I didn't know you asked me because of that. I thought you wanted to work with it. I asked Ali first, but then... <laughs> oh my it's all God, coming out. It's all coming out now. Oh yeah. my God. Anyways. <laughs> it's like uh, Jerry Springer. We started the project and then essentially there was another girl in our class who needed someone else to work with. She only spoke English. Uh, and she asked if she could join our group. And that's when we switched to English. It's really interesting. And sometimes we do speak about it. Like, would we be speaking in Spanish still now if this girl hadn't joined our group? Because you obviously met in Spanish and that's how you got to know each other. Do you feel like Valeria saw all of your personality when you were speaking Spanish together? No, I don't think she would have seen the real me because... My relationship with Spanish has been quite weird because I've been studying it since I was like 12. I did it at university as well. And then it kind of peaked when I lived in Mexico and it got really good. Uh, and then I came back to England and I just didn't speak it for quite a long time. And I think by the time we met, I'd been in England for, I don't know, over a year at that point. But since I'd been in Mexico, so I could still speak Spanish, obviously, but I was a bit rusty, let's say. I think we were communicating, but it would it was weird because I feel like if we had kept talking every day my Spanish would have gone back up to that level that it was at before, just from having someone to talk to. But the fact that we weren't speaking in it continuously meant that I wasn't improving to the, as I 
to the level I was before. So I don't think that she would have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to communicate as efficiently in Spanish as I would in English. So and did you switch quite a lot to English in the start as no, well? No, in, in the start we didn't. In the start, I didn't switch to English. In the start, oh, it was just so Spanish because I couldn't, couldn't speak. Uh, really so, speak English as a. Well, it was basic. good for you. It was, it was good, good for bad me. You, bad for you. You wanted to speak Spanish. I wanted to speak more Spanish. <laughs> you mentioned as well that after that first year you've met, you went into a long distance relationship. At How was that? How long were you in a long distance relationship for? It wasn't really planned. It was more like at the beginning because we started our relationship just a few weeks before the course ended and I had to go back to Italy. So at the beginning, it was more like, okay, let's see, maybe we are going to meet each other another time, another time. And then we didn't know that it was going to be that long. At the end, I think it was... Seven months, yeah, maybe. Seven, maybe seven months. Maybe yeah. seven months. Mm -hmm. We stayed in touch through Messenger. No phone calls. You don't Loads like to do... Loads of phone calls. What are you talking when about? I, when? <laughs> you called me all the time. And it was... No, I remember that specifically because I didn't... That's now. That's no, now. No, no, this is... I remember specifically <laughs> because I left uni and I went back to stay with my mum for a bit and we had a tiny house and Valet would call me. And I'm not... I don't usually... I don't phone call anyone. At the time, I probably just spoke to my grandparents on the phone. And I remember you would call and my house was so tiny that I had to go outside. And I remember even in the winter, <laughs> when it was cold in like February, being outside on the phone and you were talking because you were in the sun in Italy. Right, I see. You must have been in quite different headspaces. And you mentioned you texted a lot too. How did that go? I feel that it made things even more unclear for me. First of all, It's, it's difficult in general. I, I think it's not even about uh, which language you speak, but it's really difficult to understand what a person really wants to tell you just through a message. There are so many ways of reading the same message. And also I feel that the language barrier was also another thing because, uh, I don't know, in English, the way people communicate is kind of blunt, uh, kind of uh, really direct. And in Italian, we say things using like lots of words and we always try to be super kind and affectionate. And I was like, get... after like maybe 20 <laughs> lines message, it was like, yeah, I see. So <laughs> at the beginning... Get, you'd get so annoyed about that. I remember at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, but because it wasn't clear what the what was going on. So for me, it was like, oh, maybe maybe it doesn't like me. Why doesn't, like, why I'm spending time, no, replying to this? I think also especially because a lot of your relationships have been in Italy and in Mexico, which is very much, you know, the guy is like, I love you. Yeah, your, do you want to marry me? Your eyes are like the moon. Like, uh, you know, like... <laughs> are you not like that? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if no, you can tell. No, I was, uh, <laughs> It was like, uh, goodbye. <laughs> I did, like, was, zero was, romance. I think it was, like, it was, it was weird for us I miss as well, though. You. <laughs> I don't know, it felt, it felt strange as well, because if you are friends with someone for a very long time and then you get into a relationship. When it started, didn't it feel weird or like we had to get to know each other because we already kind of knew each other? Maybe that might explain you know, how... No, maybe I was just blunt because I'm English. I don't know. No, <laughs> no, and, and also, yeah, it's true. I'm just thinking about this for the first time, but we basically communicated through messages for all the year. We were in Manchester as friends. And then like all suddenly we had to kind of be not romantic, but you know, like maybe it was weird because yeah, it was someone I already knew. So it took time to 
to I make, think make to that adapt, transition. Yeah. yeah, even to to understand how to yeah. talk to each other. It's a whole different language again if you text and if you haven't sort of experienced that with one person. I it just feels like you're talking to someone completely different and adding cultural differences to that can be quite a scary thing. There were a lot of times where I felt there was definitely a miscommunication in that I would say something and maybe you took it the wrong way or you and I think a big part of that is you were just on a master's in you know quite a big university in the UK so you spoke English but spoke a very academic English in terms of like more a more colloquial English you didn't really start to grasp that till you actually moved here the second time in London then eventually after this kind of year away you went back to Manchester for work and I stayed in London so this is after the kind of long distance thing it was still long distance but less long distance because now you were in the UK and you were with your friends in Manchester who were from Greece and from you know Poland and I remember when I would see you now you were you were speaking more English but you were speaking English how your friends were speaking it which often wasn't like I'm saying this in like you know in quotes but like the correct English it was a kind of like this hybrid English of being in a really international community and so I feel like that entire first year was really the beginning of your kind of journey to learn to speak English as well as you do now. Yeah, it took quite a long time. I can really relate to that. I think it took me five years to understand subtleties. And I think when emotions are involved, you need a long time. So Reese, you understand all languages Valeria speaks to a different level. So you understand when she speaks Spanish, Italian and English. Can you see the change of personality when she is in these different environments? Definitely. Mostly between Italian and Spanish as one group and then English, I think. You'd probably agree with me, but you're as fluent in Spanish as you are in Italian. So... I've noticed that when you're speaking Italian or Spanish, you know, maybe not as much now because I've, you know, a lot has changed in the past two years that we've been in London because now your English has got so much better. In the first few years, definitely, like there was a really big difference in terms of, you know, your confidence. I feel like Italians and Mexicans specifically have a bit more commonalities in how they speak than than they do with British people, for example. When I went to Italy and you were with your friends or when we were in Mexico, you were suddenly much louder much warmer in the ways that you would talk to people or maybe even like touching other people and things like this whereas when you were speaking English I think you know at the beginning now I realize it's probably was a confidence thing because I've noticed that now you're slowly becoming more similar in British as you are in Italian and Spanish I think a real key difference between those two things and it'll be interesting to hear your point of view on this is that you like speaking Italian and Spanish, but you don't like speaking English. And obviously that's going to affect how you talk to people. Yeah, no, no, that's 100%. And that's also why I think it took so long to me to learn English, because I never really liked it that much. When I first learned Spanish, I would uh, find a new word in my free time. I would go to check it, to study the slang uh, and even try to get better in my accent or pronunciation. I don't know why I don't like English. Do you think it's a cultural thing? Yeah, I find it difficult to pronounce quite a lot and it doesn't feel that natural. And then I think that, well, it was more uh, myself after 
I was living in Mexico. I was having like a really good time. And then all of a sudden I moved to England. That was completely different. And with Spanish and Italian, do you feel any different identity-wise when you speak one or the other? Yeah, for sure. The confidence and the way I can express myself in my mother tongue, uh, it's uh, unique. I speak really good Spanish, but again, when it's about something that is really emotional or really private or really that it affects me, then there is no better language than express that in Italian. How long have you been speaking Spanish for? Now it would be about eight years. Ah, right. That's how long I can speak fluent English, so I can relate to what you say quite well. And similarly, in terms of the other languages I speak, and that's why I'm asking, I feel that there's quite a shift of personality when I speak German or French. Some scholars actually call this linguistic schizophrenia. So when I speak German, because it's the language I speak the least and only to my mum, really, it seems to be much more contained in some ways. And French being my social language as most of my French are French-speaking, I'm much louder and also less eloquent, maybe. And English, of course, is a mixture of social and professional language for me. Yeah, no, definitely. English is the, the language for all my work life. And in that, I became even better in English than in whatever other language if I need exactly to email. Same, yeah. I can't write an email in French yeah, or German. Exactly. If I need to be formal, if I need to be professional, it must be in English. I can't do it in Italian. Luckily, my career, I started here. So I didn't really have uh, the same kind of comparison when I was working in Italy or even in Mexico. I think that the big change for me, it's about talking to people from my same city. And there it's about, uh, you know, having a certain humor and using certain slangs and uh, speaking in a certain way with another person who is Italian. Maybe my humor could be slightly different. Do you think within your relationship that humor has got cultural identity or is it a real mix of all the different languages you speak? That's, that's an interesting question. I've recently started, in my opinion, becoming quite funny in Italian. Um, <laughs> that's absolutely not true. <laughs> so, it was the worst, like, can, really. It's so British, uh, <laughs> even in these jokes he makes. But I think that uh, finally, like, uh, or I don't know if you laugh just because I don't know, you think uh, I'm funny, but I feel that sometimes <laughs> you started understanding some jokes that I find funny in, in, Italian. Uh, in Italian. I definitely understand And that they don't make sense if translated in English. Mm -hmm. But now I can see that uh, maybe, maybe hanging out with my Italian friends that uh, yeah, because he, he laughs, a... but I, I don't know why. No, she has... <laughs> No, it's because um, Valley has a few friends who don't speak English and just speak Italian and they come to our house quite a lot. And Is that how you learn Italian? I've learned a lot of Italian through this particular friend just from being around him because I remember when I first met him, I didn't understand. And it was interesting because before I met him, you kept saying, oh, you have to meet this friend, he's so funny. And he tells these great stories. And in fact, when I first met him, I couldn't understand how funny he was. And I don't struggle with that anymore. I can kind of get that part of the humor. And Is he that funny then? He is funny. Yeah, he is really funny. He is really funny. 
<laughs> but this is a this is a problem, isn't it, with languages? Like even when I when I would go to Italy the first few times, I was kind of had this paranoia that her friends wouldn't find me interesting because I couldn't make jokes or be funny. But then there are some people who, when they're in an environment where they don't speak the language, they can still keep the confidence and and maybe you know try and interact with people. But I have an issue where if I'm with people where I don't speak the language and everyone's speaking the language and I don't speak it, I kind of turn inwards quite a lot. So I become yeah. even more shy. I remember finding you funny when we first started, to, like even when we were speaking in Spanish right at the beginning. Well, I'm quite funny. <laughs> the reality is that. <laughs> so what can you do? <laughs> but, um... but would you admit that now... I can make jokes in Italian. But they, I can are, understand jokes they are so. awful. Yeah. They are really bad. Like it, the fact is that, yeah, they make sense. Like he finally is finally able to make like sentences that can even be kind of jokes, but they're so <laughs> British. Like they're not funny at oh, all. So you think he's just translating his British jokes into Italian now? It's more more than translating <laughs> British jokes. It's like the way of making jokes. Is it sarcasm, that is, basically? Yeah, or like, no, that kind of way of... In Italy, in Rome, because I can only speak for the region where I'm from, we are really direct, even kind of aggressive. So it's a very different kind of humor. While here it's more articulated. It's, I don't know, more subtle, I would say. So I wouldn't say that your jokes are subtle because they're really bad. <laughs> That's it. I'll tell, I'll tell one of the jokes, but it needs a bit of context. It's, I'll do it really quickly because it's a bit of a nerdy joke. So, so Valet is a photographer and she just got this new camera, which is called Mamiya. It's the name of the brand. I think it's Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Mamiya. So I said, oh, what does an Italian photographer say when she drops her camera? Mamma Mia. <laughs> well done. Is that <laughs> the joke? <laughs> <laughs> That was that's one of the English Italian like that's an English joke. I've told jokes in Italian though as well. So that's an English joke about with an Italian with an word, Italian yeah. twang. Yeah, that's like a dad. I got it's it. Like a dad, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's but, quite funny. But then you laughed. If you if you think about it, the only times my Italian friends laugh of something you say, it's when you become really vulgar. In like they, they love that. Like if you say something that, uh, but not necessarily just saying like bad words. But I think this works in any language. If I was in Mexico and I wanted to make people laugh, I could just say a rude word, like a really colloquial word or slang word. Yeah, but what I laugh. find funny is that uh, because now that we started talking in Italian, even talking about, oh, can you take that? Or can you do this? I noticed that you became, you became so rude. Like sometimes we, we talk to each other and, <laughs> and he answered to me in a way that uh, I would uh, reply in that way, maybe as a joke to my Italian friends. So like you're catching it, you're getting oh, into like when that. You said, but it became like, super uh, rude, you know. And you asked me something and I was like, nomi fregane, nomi fregane, yeah. which means I don't, I don't care, right? But like in a really rude way. For me personally, like that's the hardest step when you're trying to be funny in someone else's language and really understand the nuances of that language and in a in a relationship is i think it could be quite difficult because you know on one i'm never going to be as funny in italian as your in as your funniest italian friend it's impossible it's not going to happen and she's never going to be as funny in english as my funniest 
British friends. But that's exactly what you said about language being related to culture. Probably humor is even more related to culture because it's so contextualized and uh, it doesn't make sense. I think I've heard you say it so much and your friends say it so much that now I say these things. Like if I'm alone in the, in the room and something happens and I'm upset, I might be like, oh, Madonna. Or something oh. like that. Like you became religious. I became, no, but I love I love these phrases. So when I hear people saying it, I've like I've now it's kind of become part of my own internal dictionary, you know. And I think sometimes it feels like even more expressive in a way. You can express more with a word in Italian than you might be able to with the English equivalent. And can I just ask, because you've basically learned Italian by Valeria just talking Italian at you or listening to her funny friends. Is that literally how you learned it? Or did you do anything no, more that's than that? Like, and, and as I said, like, I think I speak to the level of like a, a four-year-old Italian child, maybe. I'm by no means fluent or anywhere close. Mm-hmm. Like I can have conversations about things. Now. And yeah, I learned all of it just from listening. And how did it feel at first? meeting Valeria's family was that quite hard at the start not being able to to speak the language I think you come from kind of an exceptional family in the sense that basically everyone in the house spoke English I remember the first time we were at the table everyone was speaking Italian but then whenever anything was directed at me we'd switch to English this was kind of how I judged that I've, I'd improved because the first time I went to your house I did not understand a single word that was being said and then the last time we sat at the table I understood most of what was being said wow. so that was kind of and that was you know a free uh, gap really and valeria can i ask you how you felt about this situation taking race with you did you feel a sense of responsibility not really because i have experienced that so many times so that i also know that uh, in that moment i know i, I don't want to to be blunt but in that moment you kind of need to suffer there is not much you can do because it's impossible to stop every five seconds and translate also because now I live here so when I go back to Italy and he might be with me it means even for me a little time I can spend with my family so like I take advantage and of course we translate and we try to to make him part of it but also I really want to push him to try to understand it because I mean at the end of of you yeah not definitely what are the pros and cons of being in a multilingual relationship in your opinion you can tell jokes really great jokes in multiple languages (laughs) (laughs) you can have like uh, secret uh, conversations that's the most important one I think the, the great thing about language is language is really like a gateway into culture like, I feel like once you really get an access to that, you can really learn so much more than you would otherwise, which is really beautiful. You know, like I'm, I've learned things about Italian people and, you know, what it is to be Italian. And you've probably learned things about British people or even my family are from the Caribbean. But I think the difference between our two directions, I guess, is that because I don't have like a language other than English, which I can share, but English is kind of this international language and it's many things and it's nothing at the same time in a way yeah no i agree with you 100 percent. also i feel like well the the cool thing about being able to speak so many languages is also that 
I feel that there are certain concepts or uh, words or uh, expressions that only work or have like really specific meaning only in one language. And I think that we have the advantage that, you know, even if we speak English between me and you, then sometimes uh, like if I want to say something and get into that particular meaning, I can say it in Italian or I can say it in Spanish. It might seem that we speak two different languages and so there is a barrier. Actually, we have uh, more tools to communicate. Yeah, actually, I'm really interested about that. Are there specific situations in which you would always speak a particular language? When I'm scared, I would speak in Italian. That's 100%. Yeah, I, I think more than like switching languages, it's more about specific words. So like sometimes we might talk and then say that specific word in Spanish because there is no other way we can understand each other in that way. And I think that it's not only about speaking Spanish, it's also that we speak Spanish from Mexico. So there it's like all another kind of cultural thing and expression and humor. And uh, we share that. Valerian Ruiz, thank you very much for sharing your story with me. Thank you. Grazie. Thank you. <laughs> Grazie mille. Muchas gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Multilingual Love. Make sure to subscribe as we'll be releasing new episodes every week. To find out more or get in touch, please look us up at Multilingual Love Podcast. This show was hosted and produced by me, Flo de Schlichting. It was co-produced and edited by me, Willem Olenski. With music by Will Bloomfield and Willem Olenski. Special thanks to Joe Valunas and Piers Olenski. See you next time.